2: Welcome back to Beck All Daily, presented by MGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you to preview the Memorial Golf Tournament. Uh, one of the bigger tournaments, I would say, of the golf calendar year. Certainly not a major, but uh, one that is worthy of our attention. Uh, Mearfield Village Golf Club Course in Dublin, Ohio is the site. It is a longer course, folks, 7,571 yards. And so if you don't like a bomber, then you are going to be uh, in, a, in a bind there. Uh, average fairway widths, smaller greens uh, for this tournament. And so you're looking for a bomber, and you're certainly looking for someone with a great approach game, great iron hybrids, all that good stuff. So this is definitely a tournament when you're looking for bets to air on, on those particular golfers. And so, Joe, as far as uh, any bets you have on your portfolio, uh, give us, say, one or two uh, that really stand out to you.
3: Well, well there, there's one golfer. Well, we we were actually talking about it. We'll see. I, I'm sure there are a lot of names that are going to come up a lot. And the one that stands out that has the best history here and the form is off the charts, and he's always up there in majors. He's got that that name value. Um, I've got Xander Shoffley, and he's 14-1 to 1 for outrights. But if you're looking for some other bets like top 10s, top 20s, matchups it certainly makes all the sense in the world uh that he's going to be popular and and if you look at his last five events since the masters he's got three the top four he's got a 10 and he's got an 18 and then also here he's top 20 just every single time last four times he's he's top 20 did he really threaten to win no he's just outside the top 10 but as far if you're doing matchups top 10 top 20 it feels like Shoffley is is as safe
4: as it comes. I like that. Oh gosh. It's chalky. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> just gonna do it. John Rom out of ASU, oh, my man. It's surprising he went to uh, ASU, by the way, but I mean, he did not look good at the PGA Championship, but he did win here in 2020, and then he was doing very well there in 2021 until he had to withdraw because he got COVID. So I'm just going to be on Rom this week. That's one of my favorites. One thing that I am excited to talk to Pam coming up later in the show about is Rory McIlroy. I mean, is he just someone you kind of want to fade? Like, he's all... You can... Like, the value isn't there. He's always high up, you know, or shorter odds, I should say. Um, But, like, what's going on with him? He doesn't to be, you know, as dominant or consistent as we're used to seeing from, like, Rahm, Scheffler, or even Cantlay.
3: Yeah. um, I I always fade Rory. I mean, you just get too much value going against him, uh, whether we're talking Mm -hmm. tournament or round-by-round matchups. Now, there are certain spots... With him, um, I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but you know when he's out of the conversation, I love to bet on him in a round by round matchup because we've seen him on Sunday when it means nothing, just put up ridiculous scores, and then uh, when yeah. he's in when he's in the conversation on Sunday, he's a he's a hard favorite. That that's been pretty profitable over the years.
4: That that's a good point like wait for him to stumble out of the gates and then get a good a better number and then he <laughs> can come out of nowhere on sunday cuz we have seen that for sure the other thing is um if you are looking for value jordan Spieth, he's injured he hasn't been doing well but there's like 35 to 1 40 to 1 on him i thought that was kind of interesting but maybe it's a little dicey because he seems injured
2: to me, it's not because he's injured. His form does not fit this course very well. He is not a bomber compared with the John Roms of the world. Uh so to me, like even if he were fully healthy, I, I wouldn't like him in a tournament like this. I mean, Colonial before that, you know, those kinds of tournaments. I mean, I think there's a reason why Speeth hasn't won a PGA championship yet, because that is a tournament where, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a bomber per se, but definitely you need uh, some of those skills to be in contention, and it's just never really worked out for him. So I I don't like Speed. In fact, uh, one place where i to fade him in a matchup, uh, Justin Thomas uh, over Jordan Speed at minus 130, that's one I love a lot. Uh, you know, it's something I think we talked about, uh, you know, around PGA Championship time, where Justin Thomas is one of those golfers where he really should be in the conversation with a John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, guys like that. But sometimes he does slip through the cracks and sometimes that's at our own expense. And so if there's a way to tail, uh, JT, I think this is a great matchup for him where speed does not have the course fit. This doesn't suit his game very well. Meanwhile, Justin Thomas, he's someone who could very well be in contention, could be someone you want to look at as far as an outright win is concerned. Uh, but at least as far as this matchup goes, minus 132, there's some great value there, Joe.
3: Oh, what about anybody even considering Billy Horschel? Last year's winner. No. I wrote him
0: down. <laughs> He's he awesome down. here.
3: I know, and you don't go back to back, we rarely see it. He's yeah. he has a 13 and a 9 over the last few years as well. 250 to 1. Is that what
0: are you saying outright, Paul? No. I mean, I have it written down. I'm more like, what about top 10 at 9-1 or top 20 at plus 360? I mean, his stats in form are terrible. 108th stroke 143rd yeah, mm-hmm. tee to green. He's second from approaches of 200-plus from the right, though. So you got that going for you. But, I mean, all, all kidding is that. I mean, you're seeing a 200. Like, do you have to play it? Just because it's not just a one-time outlier, like four top 15s. That's why I think top twenty plus three sixty is how I'm going to play them. Top forty is plus one thirty. Yeah, I think I, I wouldn't that hate
2: too. that bet, but I don't know how much course history matters in a situation like this. If your yeah. recent form is bad, then I might dwell on that just a little bit more. I don't. I don't know how much. I don't know how much like knowing this course really helps you. If that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. so in that, in that respect, like a top 40, all right, I'm, I'm fine with that, but to, to go higher than that, I, I, I would get a little nervous. I'm not sure there's quite there. Um, we haven't talked about Scotty Scheffler yet. Um, which I, uh, <laughs> I think matters a great deal. I mean, you look at someone who has finished in the top 12 of, uh, And I think this course suits him really well. I I mean, a top 10 finish here for Scheffler is uh, minus 165. Yeah, you're laying a bit of a price. But to me, I think there's value there, as much of a guarantee as you're going to get.
3: Who's playing better than him? Anybody in the world playing better golf than Scotty Scheffler right now? I know he hasn't won recently, but I don't think so. Last three weeks, they're all top five top 5 last three weeks <laughs> a 3 a 2 and a 5 we go back to the masters he was 10th uh last time he was here a couple years ago he was 3rd yeah i mean it's just it's just the price when it comes down to him or or what specific bet do you want to you want to do if you're going matchups you you know you're going to have to face the other top guys so i didn't i didn't look down the matchups yet i'm assuming they're putting him up against guys like cantley cuz cantley has an awesome history. He's won it twice. He was third here last year. Terrific form. I'm sure that's the kind of bet you would have to make if you want to do a matchup with uh, Shuffler. You feel comfortable yeah, with that over Cantley?
2: <laughs> I I would. I I would prefer Scheffler, but you know mm-hmm. I. As far as matchups go, I'm not gonna go in that direction just because it gets a little too volatile and the value's not quite right. Yep.
0: Like this could be one of those tournaments, I mean Rom, Scheffler, both good history, Cantley too. Like it could just be the top of the board and anything further down the board just doesn't work out. Like as far as outrights go, that was my first note here. Is yeah. like here you got Dodge, Rom and Scheffler who have great history here. And then you got a guy like Cantley. With 10, to 10 I'm just not interested, like, at all at yeah. that number. Um, so looking further down the board, there are some guys like Sungjae. Well, so I've got to play Sungjae and Lowry every tournament. Those are my guys. I'm just doing it. But um, <laughs> Sungjae was 10th last year, 13 to stroke gains, but he has back-to-back miscuts, cuts, not great. Lowry, top 12th at the PGA, top 16 at the Masters, two top 20s and the top 10 here. Um, and then they both are top 10 in rough approach at this course, according to golf. So, And this is some of the thickest rough on the PGA Tour, so worth noting. Yeah. Other, other guys, uh, actually my favorite. I'll give you my favorite one at the number. Siwoo Kim. It's there it is. One. Here's
3: what scares me about him. Here's what scares yeah. me. He has played a ton of golf over the last couple of months. And that's really it right now. But, but go ahead with your, your Siwoo case. Yeah,
0: I just, I didn't expect, he was not on my radar and still I really dug into the numbers. For his top 20, each of his last three tournaments here, current form, top 29, T29 Colonial. Missed the cut at the PGA, T2 at Byron Nelson, T29 at the Masters. He'll definitely play a top 20 at plus 190. But we talked about Approach, yeah. 25th on strokes gained uh, with Approach, 22nd overall, 21st in total driving. He's not a bomber, but he's 12th in driving accuracy. So, at 60 to 1 and the top 20 at plus 190, those would be a couple of plays there. I uh, think the top
4: let... 20 is a good look since he finished 18th or mm-hmm. better there in three straight trips.
2: That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to let Paul's head explode here because I found this matchup, Shane Lowry plus 112 or Ricky Fowler minus 142.
0: Again? You're yep. doing it again, you, you baby do it.
3: Well, let's point out that you are wearing the Fowler colors, and I thought that was the plan. <laughs> you were no, in your own state. I was like,
0: I did like regrettingly, like I didn't have FOMO, but I saw him creeping up the board last week. I was like, don't make this a real thing, Ricky. We know you don't like, you're, this isn't you, but no. I mean, he's been <laughs> playing good golf, but is he going to win? Mm-hmm.
2: Eh. <sighs> what a nice matchup, Fowler versus Lowry. Lowry seems like the play there, plus one twelve. We
0: we played Lowry last week against them. Or, yeah, no, two weeks ago, I believe.
2: Right. Jeez, this
3: Fowler thing is getting out of control. There's a sports book that has a <laughs> minus six hundred to make the
2: cut. That's dumb. What? <laughs> that no. Wow. No way. Not this is that. stupid. Yeah, it, it is. It's getting ridiculous. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Pam Maldonado joins us with all of her plays for the memorial and what she's sweating in the French Open, right here on the BetQL Network.